What's going on, guys, and welcome to the Benches Cleared podcast, where we cover the best rivalry in sports. I am Jesse Gutierrez. I represent the side of the San Francisco Giants, who went an even 4-4 four and four this past week in a couple days. And I'm Tyler Coe, representing the Dodgers, who went a solid 4-2. and two. However, those two games were lost to the Giants, so it does hurt. You guys really have two that, updates? And that's, and that's why I was kind of like, huh. I wonder. <laughs> if, yeah, but, we, we did have two. Oh, then fuck me. Giants okay, I guess Giants play baseball games. All right, here we go. Lose baseball games. So the Giants had a shitty start to the week. Lost three of four to the Cardinals. Did add some encouraging stuff. Tyler Beattie had a good start. D-Rod had a really good start. Followed by shitty starts by Bumgarner. You're going to have those every once in a while in a... I think the first shitty start from Logan Webb that he's had so far. Um, We are recording during the Giants game. It just started and hopefully has a bounce back start today. Don't really want to pick too much of it because we waited a a couple extra days. So I'm going to kind of skip over the the Cardinals series. To speak a little bit about the Pirates series, and we'll leave the, uh, the Dodgers series for last. They did lose for the first time after leading in the eighth inning. A rare blow up from the bullpen. They were thinking after trading these these guys that they had enough depth, which they do. They've, they've still had a really good bullpen, but now Morant is down. Gott is down. Watson's down. Uh, Smith has been out for the past couple days. He's day-to-day, but all the other guys are out for the season. These other guys are really promising. I'm really excited to see you and to see what's going on for next year. They went like 55-0 and leading in the eighth inning, and you know the streak has to end. They were the last National League team to lose a game after leading in the eighth inning, which and, and they have blown saves, but they always came back and win in the ninth or you know all those extra inning games they had, like that stretch. And, of course, oh, yeah. I want to talk about my homeboy. He was supposed to pitch in the Dodgers series but had some back tightness. Johnny Cueto looked bomb as fuck. Against the Pittsburgh Pirates. Big shit. He was one hit, one walk in five innings, dude. He was fucking crazy. And I'm sorry, the Pirates aren't exactly a shitty hitting team. Josh Bell, you know, Morton, you know, Brian Reynolds, who... Not impressed. Not impressed. Not impressed. The, the, the rookie almost batting champion, Josh Bell, who has like a bunch of bombs. You need, <clears throat> you need to chill I, right I, now. I, okay. You need to chill for in, a in second. In all seriousness, no, it was a great start. I mean, he only threw 69 pitches, five innings, one hit, one walk. Yeah, it's his first, yeah, it was really good. His first start from Tommy John, so they're not going to let him go super far in the game. I I was under the understanding he was going to go 80, so I was really disappointed he didn't go back up for the sixth. But listening to the post-game raps, the Bochy show and everything, I guess it was more at 70, so it is what it is. He's pitching again on Tuesday in Boston. Really excited to see him continue on this year. Potentially going to be the ace next year because... Mass and Bumgarner, there's no guarantee he's going to come back. Really encouraging stuff from Cueto, showing that he's back to, you know, in my head, where he was in 2016. Yeah, just really excited to see him come back. It makes sense that they wouldn't want to put him out there for very much longer. I mean, the season's over. You only have a couple couple starts in your left. You might as well just leave him on the sidelines so he doesn't get hurt. And yeah, they're, they're, not gonna, they're not going to pitch him every five days. Like I said, they're pitching him, they pitch him on Tuesday. They're going to pitch him next Tuesday. It's probably going to be a once-a-week thing, you know, just to kind of get his feet wet. Really encouraging shit. Now on to my favorite, the only highlight of this week for me, which was the Dodgers series. If I'm correct, there should have been Chipotle waiting on this table for me there, right when I came <clears throat> in. There was going to be. However, I fell asleep. <laughs> and that's why there's not. I have a knee injury right now, so. Oh, a knee injury. Oh, yeah, I forgot. Because knee injuries, uh, 
stop you from picking up your phone and using Postmates. What do I look like, Rich? <laughs> I know I'm white, but yeah. damn. <laughs> you got that white, those yeah, white checks. I do. All right? You know, those checks in the mail. Thanks for being white. Here's yeah. $400. That's not how it works. <laughs> That's what I've heard. But anyways, off to the... Uh, <laughs> anymore the good old days now off to the the dodger Giants series um I, I gotta talk about mauricio dubon first two big league home runs off of kershaw and wainwright you know the first couple starts he had he looked like he was kind of lost the plate like he was in in milwaukee you know when the giants got a first look at him and you know his defense is really good but you know offense looked kind of shaky i mean he looks like he's like 18 years old like and he's 25 i think he does. He looks like a little ass kid, but dude, he's he's really been raking. I mean, raking in in the fact if he's a middle infielder, top top of the order, you know, high on base type guy. Not like he's not gonna be hitting a bunch of bombs. So, are you looking him up right now? Yeah. Well, you know, it's funny because I remember there was a point where I think he was pinch running, or if he was just on base, and he took his helmet off, and I was like, oh my god, this kid's like twenty years old. No, he's not. He, he looks. He just looks that way. First Honduras player in the major leagues when um, they sent him out here. He lived in Sacramento, so he was a huge Giants fan. So it's a really nice story. There's, like, a picture of him at at and Park when he was a kid, and he told his, cool. his family, like, oh, one day I'm going to play here. And so seeing him come up and seeing him do great is is huge and, and a really good story, which is the only thing we can really look forward to this year is good stories like Dubon and, and, and Yastrzemski. I also want to talk about the manager differences between Dave Roberts and, and Bruce Bochy because there was a big moment in game two where Tyler Beatty had the bases loaded and Bellinger comes up with two outs and the logical explanation is hey go to the bullpen get a lefty lefty on lefty this guy's you know 44 home runs most likely the MVP. Bruce Bochy just doesn't go off of analytics he goes off of also oh shit this guy Beatty's stuff is still really good and he's looked kind of dumb on his last two at-bats, so I'm going to leave him in. And he was rewarded with that. For me, I feel like Dave Roberts is just strictly matchups, 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 and sometimes it comes to bite him in the ass. Yeah, no kidding. The first game, which was really weird, the intentional walks was really fucking weird to me. When they intentionally walked Belt to get to Mauricio Dubon, the guy who hit a double off of Kershaw and a home run off of Kershaw, the two at-bats before, like I just don't understand the, the logic there. Especially being lefty. I mean, I'm, it might have been like they just want to get the force out. But at the same time, I don't think Belt's even, like, has such shitty numbers against Kershaw. He's probably going to strike out. Yeah. Belt worries me, though. Really? Yeah, Belt. I don't... I feel like you're the only person in the world who... I don't... <laughs> I, don't I don't... I don't like pitching to Belt. I don't... I feel like Belt can just hit home runs... Wow. ...against us really well. Oh, my gosh. Uh... I don't think he's hit a home run. Maybe it's the Mets talking right now. I don't know. I, I don't know. That's that's really strange to me. And then also the, and that also shows you the the whole manager thing of Bruce Bochy always being one step ahead, thinking ahead. They walked Posey, and then they took Kershaw out of the game and brought in Floro because it was going to be a righty on righty matchup. And then I mean, in what world do you not think that they're going to pinch hit for the guy? That's that's where I, I was a little kind of weird. And then Yastrzemski comes up and. It's, I mean, you can't, you don't know who they're going to pinch hit, whether it be Yastrzemski, Dickerson, or, or whatever. But when you bring in a, a pitcher uh, to do a righty on righty matchup in September, it's never going to work out for you. They're always going to go, they have like tw- 30 people on the I was bench. Say, yeah, I mean, with- if it's a normal regular season game, maybe, but like in September, it's just not going to work out. So transitioning to the Dodgers, we went four and two last week. We swept the Rocky series. 
Didn't get swept in the Giants series, luckily, although it was <laughs> close. We beat Baltimore in the opener. Looks like we're not going to get the win tonight. But overall, you know, a pretty a pretty decent week, I guess. Uh, the big thing is we clinched, finally, so that's that's kind of nice. But it's, it's getting just, a little hairy. It was getting real <clears throat> close. 16 games yeah. or 25 <laughs> games or wherever the fuck you guys are right now. It's just funny, though, how much of a big deal that used to be and how excited I used to get and how now, especially with having such a lead, just knowing it's going to happen, it's kind of like, yeah, you know, celebrate because as a player, it's 162 games, the long season. I think they should celebrate. Yeah. But as a fan, it's kind of just like, okay. This means nothing. <laughs> if we win the NLDS, which and is the crazy, NLCS, it's crazy. I, you know, I'm not going to be satisfied. I'm not going to be satisfied until we're in the World Series. Then I'll start getting excited. It was a good week. You know, it's nice to clinch the division. A little less stress. We can kind of see what guys fit into what spots. Dustin May came out and pitched a couple innings today. Joe Kelly came out and pitched and gave up a run, but otherwise has looked really good the past couple months. Time out in Baltimore. Yeah. That doesn't count then. Runs in Baltimore don't count. Right. But only gave up one. So he's <laughs> That's what I'm tall. saying. It doesn't even count. Caleb Ferguson gave up three, and I don't think he should be on the postseason roster anyways. And but that's I, what September's for, though, to, to figure out. For, for your September is to figure out who the postseason roster is, and then Giants' September is, hey, let's figure out who is going to... Who might play next Who's going to be, yeah, who should we should keep or maybe use in trades to maybe get some starting pitching. I feel like over the past couple weeks, we've talked about the postseason roster for the Dodgers, and I have compiled my official prediction. It's laminated. It is laminated. <laughs> it is notarized. Dave Roberts signed off on it. So this is my prediction, not necessarily what I want, but it pretty much coincides. I think what I want is going to be what happens. So for starters, we have Ryu, Kershaw, Bueller, and Hill. For the bullpen, we have Joe Kelly, Pedro Baez, Kenley Jansen, Kent Maeda, Adam Kolarik, Tony Gonsolin, Dylan Floro, Julio Urias, and Ross Stripling. No Dustin May, huh? No Dustin May. Wow, that's a little... <clears throat> he looked really good out of the bullpen so, in the Giants so series. Let me, let me finish through the roster, because then I have some bubble guys that I want to talk about. And then as far as position players, we got Russell Martin, Will Smith, Cody Ballinger, Max Muncy, Corey Seager... Justin Turner, Chris Taylor, Kike Hernandez, Jock Peterson, David Freeze, AJ Pollock, and I have the last guy getting the nod, uh, Matt Beatty. Didn't have him written down here, but Matt Beatty. So there's a there's got to get that re-notarized then. Yeah, there's a couple bubble guys. I mean, someone like Ross Stripling. Do you go with him because he has the experience over someone like a Dustin May? Is Alex Verdugo going to be healthy? I don't know if he'll be healthy enough for the NLDS. Uh, Gavin Lux, he's been pretty decent since coming up, but is it enough to get him on the postseason roster? I don't think so. Christopher Negron, I feel like if we end up going with less pitchers, I think he makes it. Negron James. It would be nice to have someone with some speed. And the ultimate person who should not make the playoff roster is Yumi Garcia. If he is on that playoff roster, we are doomed. You heard it here first. No Yumi Garcia. Hashtag no Yumi. Spread it. Well, here's the thing. I mean, everyone was... uh, There was, like, petitions to get Pedro Baez off the... To DFA Pedro Baez, like, two years ago. Or I think it was even last year. So, I mean... No, last year year Pedro Baez was great. 
but two years ago. Okay, well then you got to let your. I mean, yeah, leave him off the postseason, but you mean, yeah. I, I guess that's all you're saying. I, mean, I thought you were. I mean, Pedro you're not Baez, saying be a fan. So. Pedro Baez is the face of my favorite meme of all time. It's someone drew in Microsoft Paint a rocket going towards the sun, and it's a picture of Pedro Baez strapped to it. This is the best meme of all time. <laughs> I've never seen that. That's well, that's because you're not a Dodgers fan. You don't I've seen a lot of Dodger rate. memes. Okay, I'm on Twitter. Okay, I'm I'm hit with the times. I tweet. I know shit. I tweet. I tweet. You don't even you don't know my fucking life. Okay. If you guys have different roster predictions, make sure you tweet at us. Let us know who you think is going to make it, who you think is going to be left off. We'll compare and, you know, see who's right eventually. As we were talking earlier about pitchers going deep, the decision to leave BD in, I, there's a lot of things I've been, I've been hearing on, on post-game shows and, and, and radio and stuff. You need to make up your mind on things, okay? If you are for pitchers going deep into games or not, are, are you? Are you a pitcher guy? It depends. It, it is circumstantial. Absolutely. It depends on the flow of the game. Of co- I'm not saying leave him in if he's getting lit, but what I'm saying is, here's, here's my example. For instance, if the bullpen gives it up, it always comes out, oh, why don't, why don't pitchers go deep into games anymore? It's not the same game. I used to live in a time where all pitchers used to go at least seven or eight, and you know they would always strive for nine, and that's what you want. But then two days later, when you know the manager gives the guy a little bit, little more leeway, and he and he gives up a two-run bomb in the sixth. Why do you always leave this guy in in the sixth inning? All of a sudden, they, they want to get analytical. Yeah, it's it like must you be have easy to being a, a commentator after the fact. Exa- that's what I'm saying. You need to you need to stick to something, okay? And I understand like if a guy's getting pecker slapped and like you know the a guy who fucking destroys him. Yeah, there's certain situations, but you can't say that you want pitchers to go deep into games and then when they try to go deep into games, they give up a two run bomb and, and then complain that analytically <clears throat> that the third time through the order that might happen. Yeah, why don't pitchers just, you know, do good all the time? Yeah, exactly. If, if they could just do that, <laughs> we'd probably win a lot more games. Exactly. Like that's and I'm I'm all for pitchers going to deep into games. I love that shit. You know, and I'm always kind of like, oh, just let him in one more inning, one more inning, one more inning. And I even kind of get mad like when Boach takes someone out so like early. But like I said, he's the type of guy I feel like that that sees obviously is seeing shit and it's like, he's losing this, he's losing that, I need to take him out. But the fan in me is always like, oh, I want I want them to go eight innings. I want them to go nine innings, seven innings, you know. Like, I, oh, yeah. I hate the whole idea of... I always want to see a complete game. Yeah, and I, I hate the whole idea of just try to get to six, five is okay. I don't like that. Yeah, I feel like this whole quality start stat has really skewed yeah. everything. And, the, and like, it's in like... In the worst it's, possible way. It's even a post now. When, when a pitcher pitches six innings and gives up two runs, it's like... Oh, through a gym on MLB. It's like, ah, uh, that's a a de- it's, it's a decent start. Yeah. Like that, that's solid. Like, hey, you gave your you, uh, your team, team a chance, chance to win. To win. Exactly, yeah, and and that's, which, and that's that's solid, and you shouldn't be disappointed in that. But to say a gym, bro, you need to go at least seven or eight and give up one or no, no runs. more than two. Yeah, no, no more, more than, than two. two. And if you give up two, they have to go at least like eight innings. Like yeah. that's I'm that's for it for it to be a gym. Well, I think the way I see it is being a Dodger fan the last four years with Doc as manager, unless you are truly throwing a gem, like a gem gem, you're not going to go the whole way. Like Walker Bueller's, what is it, a shutout complete game where he had 16 strikeouts? Yeah, that's... That was his, that was a complete game. I mean, that's basically the standard that he's holding it to, which is so bizarre to me because we've seen the bullpen fail us so many times. 
It just doesn't make any sense. If the pitch count isn't yeah. very high and he's not getting shelled, just let him go. And the Dodgers started whole new thing that when a pitcher's throwing a no-hitter into the, the seventh or whatever, they take him out. You know, sorry with the Ross Stripling thing. It's a, it's a Dave Roberts thing, and I fucking can't stand it. It happened. I was watching. It was against the Marlins. It was Rich Hill, and, you know, Puig made that diving catch on, you know, I think it was a perfect game, and he took him out in, like, I want to say, like, the seventh inning or something, and they were like, oh, we're, we're concentrated for October. Like, do you think really, like, that's really going to affect him to go two extra, three extra innings when he's on the verge of getting a perfect game? But I will say... Doc did let him go into the 10th inning, taking a perfect game into the 10th. And then I think, I don't know if it was Josh Bells when we were playing the Pirates in Pittsburgh, hit a walk-off home run, we lost one nothing. Yeah, but... So, I mean, I, there are circumstances where, you well, know, like Ryu took a, a no-no into the 8th this year, and he let him go. And I think he had every intention of letting him go until stupid Gerardo Parra broke it up. If a pitcher is, I mean, that's even Johnny Cueto start. I was getting a little worried, like getting into that, uh, that fourth inning. I was like, can you maybe give up a hit? Because I don't want you coming. Like you just came off of Tommy John. So you're not throwing a hundred pitches. Like it's not going to happen. Right. You're not going to get the no hitter, but I don't want to have to try to defend it. Like, yeah. so just please give up a hit. Just one hit. Johnny Cueto, five no hit innings. Yeah. Uh, yeah, exactly. Uh, what do I do? Yeah. <laughs> but he ended up giving the hit. Another news around the MLB, Dave Dombrowski fired as a Red Sox GM one year after winning a World Series. The Red Sox are are not making the playoffs this year. I mean, I don't think they're statistically out of it, but no, they're, they, they're, they're but done. There's no, there's way, no way. I'm kind of torn because I feel like on one side, if the guy got you a World Series, you owe him at least a year. It's not like, right? it's not like they tanked. They're still an above 500 team. Now, I, I will say that he did whiff on the trade deadline. They needed pitching. They needed bullpen help. And they didn't do shit. True. But you got to at least give the guy a year. That, that, that is some bullshit. As a poll, we did it on Twitter. You guys uh, said, yes, he should have been fired 9%. 36% said, no, that's Bush League. And 55%, who the fuck cares? So obviously you don't <laughs> care about the shit, but we do. He shouldn't have been fired. That's bullshit. He should have given at least another year to, to, to get this guy. I'm not sure what his contract was, but if you get a World Series, you should be able to finish your contract. You know, you want players and, and managers to be loyal to a team. That's a pecker slap in the face to a guy who won a World Series. So I think that's bullshit. It I'm would, not for it. It would have been one thing. If he would have been 20 games under 500 to finish the season, then you let him go at the end of the season. Maybe. Yeah, I know. That's really weird. With, with I didn't even less think about than 20 that. games, you're going to... I mean, that's just embarrassing. I yeah, mean, that's, that's fucked up. Like the I said, best way to put it. And I'm, I'm reading these or things... Or pecker about, slap. Pecker slap. That's, that's how I like he got He got dick slapped. <laughs> the thing that I, I've been reading are people like, his legacy will be, you know, the David Price and Chris Sale horrible contracts... And my response to that is, those two guys won your World Series. What are yes. you bitching about? Yeah, I can understand if it was like, you know, you signed a guy and, you know, he, he wasn't shit. And, you know, if, if if they're extending someone or they win your World Series, like, dude, like, shut the fuck up. Like, if we signed Clayton Kershaw and Rich Hill for another six years and they got us one World Series, I don't care how no. much of a waste of money it is. 
We got one World Series. Exactly. That's like, the objective. Speaking of that issue, that is the poll time for the Giants. We asked you guys, which veteran player is the Giants' Achilles heel? You guys voted 24% said Buster Posey, 24% said Brandon Crawford, 16% said Evan Longoria, and Brandon Belt was 36%. I'm hearing a lot also about how Brandon Belt should be, you know, traded, DFA'd, you know, traded for nothing, who gives a shit, even if we have to eat, eat money, yada, yada, yada. That's complete bullshit. Like, like we were talking about, if they bring you a World Series on a World Series team, you honor that player by giving him his, his fucking money. Only played with the Giants, came up with the Giants, give him his fucking money. Now, that being said, that doesn't mean you have to pencil him every single day batting third starting in the lineup, especially when Steven Vogt is hitting the shit out of the ball who can play first base. You can't push people out. You also don't have to put them in the lineup every day. Like our guy Matt Marcio Dubom says, you know, three or four of them can't hit but have good defense, and the other kind of hit but can't defend. Can I say them all? Which is bullshit. Like, no, they're, they're not all the Achilles heel. Crawford and Posey are two guys that are, are really good defensive players but have really slipped offensively. And in shortstop, you can get away with that. That's fine. Posey, even catcher, you can get away with that. But I feel like Posey can still be a good hitter. Hear me out. I I don't disagree with you okay. at all, actually. <laughs> Posey can still be a good player. He just doesn't have any more power anymore. Like, we need to get out of our head that Posey's a power hitter. If you, I've been saying this uh, since the beginning of the season. They need to put him in that number two hole. Because I think he doesn't have any power, but he has a chance to hit for average if he's just flipping shit and he changes his mindset. I did do my research, and when Buster Posey bats second in the lineup, and it's small sample size, but he's been doing it semi-regularly um, lately. Uh, it's 15 games, 62 at-bats. He's hitting 339 with a 397 on-base percentage. Small sample size, I know, I get it, but when you're batting third and fourth, you're responsible to try to hit for power, okay? If he's just concentrating on flipping fucking singles in, you know, here, there, here, there, I know everyone's saying move him down to seventh and eighth. That's fucking bullshit, okay? Put him at second, let guys hit behind him. He's going to see pitches. He can still drive to all fields, not with, for power, but to get on base. Lastly, Longo probably doesn't deserve to be on there, but I felt, you know, each little option on Twitter, you don't have to pay for it. So fuck it. And he's <laughs> older. So. so speaking of honoring players and their long contracts once they've produced a championship, I can only speak of the only parallel that I know is when the LA Kings won two Stanley Cups within a three-year period. We had horrible, horrible, horrible contracts that are now dooming this team. And it sucks because you want to compete every year, but it was totally worth it. We've been terrible the last three or four years, but it's been totally worth it to win two championships and then have to deal with just an old roster. The only parallel, you know? There's no other, there's no other team that you can think of. Not, not that I'm a fan of, no. There's no other team. No other team that's I'm a part saying, of this. Po- First I'm of all, from two, a two and three. Experience. Two and three is nice, but you know what's even better? Three of five. Mm-hmm. Okay, <laughs> that's all you got for me. Even <laughs> every other year. That's what I'm saying, though. Mm-hmm. Like, and that's and that's a huge part of of their decline. It's not even just they could survive the you know the decline of Buster Posey, Brandon Crawford, and, and Brandon Belt. But the thing is, is they've missed on the draft for fuck like five years. You know, I'm I'm excluding, you know, um, the the drafts they just recently had because it seems like they have really good prospects coming up and they they're having a good they have a good farm system now, but they've whiffed on Gary Brown, they've whiffed 
on so many players that were supposed to come up and be a part of this team. That's 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 why the Dodgers are continuing to be competitive, which hurts me to say. It's because they haven't missed on the draft yet. They're going to eventually. There's there's no way in baseball that it can happen. I, I understand you're going to say no. That's fine. But there's no way in baseball that can continue to happen year after year after year. And that's the only reason that the the and they pick up a lot of players that turn out to be something the Max Muncies and and that's why the Justin Giants, Turner exactly and that's why the Giants hired Farhan because they want some of that shit they need to find and and they have I think Stremskis and and Alex Dickerson's and all, you know a bunch of the guys in the bullpen that they got for nothing like you that's the, what you need you think the Giants are gonna go after Mookie or J D Martinez fuck no because it would cost them a lot. I don't think they, they would mind spending money because they have a lot of money. They're going to have a lot of payroll space. But as far as giving up, they're not giving up prospects anymore. I mean, I think they should have gone a little more, given up some of their lower prospects to get like a Nick Castellano. Yeah, for this week, for the Dodgers poll, we asked, who's your starting game one pitcher of the NLDS? 48% of you said Clayton Kershaw. 28% of you said Walker Buehler. 24% of you said Hunjin Ryu. I don't know what to think about that. I mean, I feel like we're kind of living in the past here with 50% saying Clayton Kershaw. That's, uh, well, I can, I can maybe see, I know Ryu was, was the guy, but he's had some, some shaky starts lately and you don't know if it's just getting mechanics right. I think if, if, if Ryu comes and and has a couple more starts where he's back to what he was the whole beginning of the year, I think maybe he would be higher up. And then Bueller, I feel like the same thing. Like he's, I mean, minus his last start, but He's been kind of up and down. I mean, his last start, I mean, what, he did, what, did eight or seven innings yesterday? Yeah, he threw seven. Okay. Bueller, seven, 11 strikeouts. Yeah. So, I mean, like, if he has another, if he has maybe another start like that, like, I mean, it was against the Orioles, but at the same time, Orioles aren't exactly a shitty offensive team. They just can't, they, they score runs, they just can't fucking Yeah, I, I mean, I'm coming, I think, more from a, from a perspective, like my man at Julian Juice, Saying Bueller and Rio are better at home. I trust Kershaw more on the road. I totally agree. Obviously, if we're talking the NLDS and probably the NLCS and potentially even the World Series, if Kershaw's going game one, that's going to be starting at home. I trust Kershaw more on the road just based on experience. Not saying he's necessarily been better on the road in the playoffs because that's certainly not true. But I just feel more comfortable having him out there knowing that he's kind of gone through it more often than Ryu or Bueller. One thing I also saw on Twitter, which is really weird. Someone was saying it's not a big deal if they lose home field advantage uh, throughout the playoffs, which that's not a big deal, but it's not a huge, it's it's, very big deal. It's not, well, it's not life ending, but they also said it's not, it's not the worst thing. If they fall to the second seed in the national league, they want to play the nationals first. You would want to play the nationals first. If you play the Nationals first in the NLDS, you're only seeing Scherzer one time because he's going to obviously pitch the, the wild card game. Yeah. So if you if you wait to see him to the, the NLCS, dude, like you're going to see Scherzer twice. You're going to see probably Corbin twice. Strasburg once and, you know. You might see Strasburg twice. You might, yeah. I mean, who, <clears throat> who fucking knows? I would be more scared to face the Nationals than I would to be, honestly, the Braves. Dude, St. Louis is so fucking good too, dude. Yeah. Flannery and and Hudson, they're they're young starting is their young starting pitching is pretty fucking good. So I Fuck honestly, Jack Flaherty, he fucked me in fantasy this season. <laughs> I feel I just feel like those teams are, are kind of dangerous in my opinion. But. Postscript, really quick. Fuck Mike Fires. 
He almost cost me my fantasy season with his negative 28 point start the other day. <laughs> but I'm still hanging in there. You can't have everything, Tyler. Okay? You got the fucking playoffs. I want it Shut all. Shut the fuck up. I want okay? it all. I'm sick of it. I'm sick of your shit. You know? The Giants have a shitty season, and I don't. I'm in my $5.6 million, I beat the streak. I'm fucking over it. <laughs> Next week, outlooks for the Giants. We're looking at um, a couple more games for the Pirates and a couple games for the Marlins. Right now, the Giants game is in the top of the third. They're losing right now, but, you know, they can always still come back. Right now, Bruce Bochy's win count is at 1,996. So four more wins. I would love if they won this at, at home so, you know, the hometown fans can give them love. In order to do that, they need to win four out of five games. Certainly not going to happen. I, it's, it's, it's unprobable, but at the same time, it's the Pirates and the Marlins. So it is, it is probable. So I'm, I'm really hoping it happens, but, you know, if it happens on the road still, no matter what. Beginning of the year, it was even shaky that he might not hit 2,000 with how, how the team was shaping mm-hmm. out. So at least he's getting that. Potentially. It's, Nothing's for sure. <laughs> they Nothing's sound like sure. five more series. You don't think they're going to win four more games? I mean, they might. Yeah. They're, 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 they're got it. Okay. Okay. That's just like the same thing saying like, oh shit. Well, they're not out of the wild card either because they're still mathematically not out of it. Yes, they are. They're out of it. Bruce Boach is going to get his 2000th win. Webb's looking a little shaky right now, but I hope he finishes strong. If he gets six innings and just gives up the two runs, that will be solid. A nice way to bounce back from his last start. You know, we got Shark and he's pitching very well. You know, in the Marlins series, we got D-Rod, Beattie, and Bum. Beattie's looked at his past couple starts, and D-Rod has had the worst luck out of any starter this this past couple weeks. I mean, he lost a one nothing game in St. Louis, and in the Dodgers series, he got fucked. All right? I mean, he pitched around Bellinger. I don't care about that. That makes sense. And then made one mistake to Beattie, which he fucking took advantage and hit the shit out of it. But that's just two runs. Ended up being five runs because of an error and a complete 2019 home run from Corey Seager. It should have been an out. Is what it is. You know, so I'm not discounting Corey Seager's home run. It was it, 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 We were playing in 2019, but what I'm saying is it's a little um, more encouraging his start if, when you look at the numbers. Coming up this week for the Dodgers, we have two more games in Baltimore. Uh, the big thing that I'm looking forward to is tomorrow we are going to receive... We are going to see the return of Dick Mountain. Rich Hill is going to be on the bump tomorrow. There's only one Dick in this in this rivalry, okay? And that's, and that's Dick, 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 Mountain. Dick, Dick, Dick. Rich Hill taking the mound tomorrow. Excited to see what he's going to do. Don't know. Don't think there's been any talk of a pitch count quite yet. I'm sure he's not going to go more than five. So that's going to be exciting. And then we got Kershaw, Ryu, and Bueller on the road against the Mets. You know, it's going to be nice to see see the top guys in the rotation. Ryu skipped a start. So I'm curious to see if he's going to bounce back. That's something I've been really looking forward to. Maybe that's all he needs. This episode has been brought to you by Appetite Clothing and Renovation Candle Company. Renovation Candle Company. Get all your vegan candle needs. Make sure to subscribe to the podcast and leave a review to help us grow. Be following us on Twitter and Instagram. Be interactive in our polls to be featured. On Twitter, it's Benches Cleared P, and Instagram is Benches Cleared Podcast. We'll see you guys next week. Make sure to share the podcast with any of your friends who are Dodgers or Giants fans. And just remember, fuck Mike Fires. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>